Good morning, Lindsley Avenue. It's good to see everyone today. Glad you're here. Glad to have some visitors. Uh, we hope you will come back each and every opportunity that you can. I'm going to call you a visitor as well. We're all visitors at some point. But thank you all for being here. And I appreciate the last song we sang. God's word is a light to our path and a guide for our feet. Here at Lindsley Avenue, we seek to follow Jesus and we seek to follow him as the Bible tells us to. We try to do things that we read about in the Bible and try not to do things that we don't read about in the Bible. That's our goal is to follow Jesus and to love him and love one another. Now, this morning's topic, oh, by the way, before we get to there, on the back of pews in front of you may, may be little note cards. Some of them are fancy and blue, and some of them are just index cards. These are prayer request cards. If you have something on your heart that you would like for us to pray with you about, scribble. These will be taken up during the collection in these wicker baskets. Just drop them in. I will be the only one to get them, and I will gladly pray for anyone for anything right near the end of the service. If you don't want your name to be mentioned, I, who knows, right? Uh, but if you don't want your name, don't put your name on it. Or if you want me to know your name, but not say it, just say, my name is you know, Joe, but don't say my name. And that's fine. But we do this so that everyone here will have the opportunity to say, take my name to God. Here's what I want to be praying about. Just remember that. There, I nearly forgot it. The sermon topic today is called The Most Common Lie. The Most Common Lie. So, to me, and this is in my opinion, right? It's a lie we all have used. I'm going to suggest every single one of us in here has made this statement, which was a lie, at some point. I suspect some of us may have used it in the last week. It seems as if it's no big deal, but I'm going to suggest to you it is. So what's the lie? What do you think it is? At this point, this is not rhetorical. I want to—I really want to hear what some of you may think the most common lie is. How about over here? Any ideas? Any suggestions? Any? Maybe it's this. Come on, I know you all have voices. You haven't all gotten laryngitis in the last five minutes. Oh, it's going to be a great sermon? That could be a very common lie. We, 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 hear, we hear every Sunday, right, we're going to hear a good message from Brother Gene Wright. Hopefully that's not a lie most of the time. Come on, how about in the middle? Yeah. You think that's what it's going to be? You cheaters. Because it is. I'm fine. To me, I think that's the most common lie ever spoken. It's often a lie, and I want to tell you, lying is sinful. It is. Telling a lie is sinful. You look at Leviticus 19.11. Do not steal. God says as well, do not lie. Do not deceive one another. If I say I'm fine and I'm not, I'm deceiving people. Colossians 3.9 in the New Testament says, do not lie to each other. Don't do it. Proverbs 12, 22, the Lord detests lying lips. 
but he delights in people who are trustworthy. So we really should not lie. So what do we do? Well, I want to give you a suggestion. Give other answers sometimes. And I freely confess, I have lied here. I have said I'm fine when I'm not. So what are some potential responses you can give other than I'm fine? You could say, I'm hanging in there. That's a more truthful statement than, yeah, everything's great, I'm fine. I'm hanging in there. Or, I'm okay. You can say it, right? I'm okay. Or, I'm okay. Right? See the difference? So there are things that we can say that are more truthful than I'm fine. Or, <clears throat> I've seen better days. Getting a little further away from the I'm fine. Or, I'm struggling a bit right now. About, I've been better. I think there have been a lot of times, if we all were going to be honest, where we have said, I'm fine, and one of these is probably a better answer to have given. Now, to an extent, when somebody says, how you doing? You have to gauge who the person is who's asking you. Is it a stranger? Right? I mean, if you're going in a door and somebody says, hey, what's up? Or, hey, how you doing? That may not be the time to launch into a big, long explanation. But you might say, I'm hanging in there. Don't say, I'm fine, when you're not. How about a coworker? Maybe if you're, you've got a coworker, somebody you're around, you might be a little more direct. How about a family member? And I want to tell you that includes us here at Mensley Avenue. Now, I think we all know somebody who, when you ask them how they're doing, they may start and say, well, I was 10 years old when it all started to go wrong. <laughs> and you can't get away for 30 minutes with the life history, which you probably heard the last time. That's not what we're talking about here. I don't think that's really the response that's needed. But when somebody says, if they truly seem to mean it, and by the way, we need to mean it, how you doing? Don't lie, don't say I'm fine if you're not. Now, I'm hoping somebody in here is okay today. Somebody here is fine, and you might really mean I'm fine. But in a group this size, week to week to week, some of us aren't gonna be fine. We're just not. Find a way to not lie about it. Uh, we often tell this lie. We often say, I'm fine, I think, because we believe other lies. You're supposed to have it all together. I don't know what the common hip phrase is, but you're supposed to have it all together. You're not supposed to have problems. Well, maybe, but we don't. We often don't. Most of us don't have it all together all the time. So don't believe the lie. Don't say, I'm fine, because, well, everybody's supposed to be fine. Or, nobody really cares how I'm doing anyway. You're just asking that to be nice. Well, maybe the stranger going in the door as you're coming out the door, maybe they are trying to be nice. Maybe they're just trying to make conversation. Others really want to know, how you doing? 
But if no one really cares how you're doing, how are they going to know if you just say, I'm fine? Everyone else's life is great. Nobody wants to hear about my life not being great. Well, first of all, when has that ever been true? In, in, in the 8 billion people on the earth, don't for a moment believe you're the only one who's not fine this morning on the face of the earth. All 7.999999 whatever people on the earth are all fine except for me. So nobody wants to hear about my problems. Well, remember, somebody asked you, I really suggest if you ever wanted to check how you're doing another time, don't start with, well, when I was 10, my mom sold my dog when I went to school one day. You know, no, no, that's not what we're talking about. It, you need to be able to explain and, and, and get to what's really going on if people ask about it. And remember, there are other answers. Hanging in there is okay if this person is barely an acquaintance. But if my dad asks how I'm doing, I shouldn't answer I'm fine if I'm not. Don't fall for these common lies that you may believe and give an answer that's not true by answering, I'm fine. Because everybody's supposed to be fine. So I'm just gonna say I'm fine. I also wanna suggest it's also cheating. It is cheating, it's not only a lie, but it's cheating to say I'm fine when you're not. Romans 12, 15 tells us, members of God's family, to rejoice with those who rejoice, but also to weep with those who weep. When I don't share my troubles, I'm having troubles. My family can only do half of this verse. People will often run up to you and say, let me tell you what good thing happened to me this week. I was walking and a million dollars fell on my head. Throw me some money. People will tell you about the good things. They'll tell you about the happy things. It's pretty easy to rejoice with those who rejoice. But by the way, that can also be a problem sometimes because if somebody's rejoicing and you're not, that can lead to some jealousy. Don't fall for that either, but that's not my topic this morning. But if I don't tell somebody I'm having trouble, how can they weep? I'm, I'm doing okay. And then you walk around the corner and you're despondent. You had a family member who's asking you, and again, to me, family, everybody who's looking at me this morning Everybody I'm looking at, I'm going to call family because we should all be brothers and sisters in Jesus. And if you're not, I'm going to talk to you before you leave this morning. We're family. Don't cheat me. I'm telling me I'm fine when you're not. And by the way, again, when you don't share that you're having trouble, it perpetuates the lie that everybody's doing okay. It's kind of like when somebody comes over to visit somebody, it's how do these people live with their house immaculate, with their apartment immaculate? Even the trash can is empty over by the fridge or something. There's not a speck of dust on anything. How do these people live this way when I know what my place looks like? You know what's happened, don't you? They, the fact that you were coming over meant that they spent all day cleaning their house and they perpetuate a lie that this is the way everybody lives. Same kind of thing here. If I don't tell somebody when I'm not doing fine, it perpetuates the feeling that I'm the only one that's having trouble because nobody ever talks about it. No one ever says, 
I'm not fine. Don't fall for that. I will tell you, your family, whether that's physical family or family in Jesus, is there to help as they can when things are hard. I'm not much of a family if we don't. So say it's also cheating, Galatians 6.2. This was one of our theme verses for the year a couple of years ago. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is that we love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. And the way we love one another is we are there for each other. We bear one another's burdens. That's too heavy for you. Let me come. We can't do that if we don't know what burden somebody's under. Can't do it. Ever tried to move a 4,000 pound truck by yourself? That's called a quick way to bust a gut. I mean, it's a whole lot easier with seven or eight people, isn't it? It's far easier to bear a burden when it's shared. Is. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 9, 3 through 4. Paul here in the beginning of, of the letter to the Corinthians, the second letter says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is the Father who is full of mercy and all comfort. God is not only a gracious and loving God and full of mercy, but Paul here says he is full of all comfort. All comfort comes from God. But what does God do with that comfort? He comforts us every time we have trouble. Why? Well, first of all, because he loves us. As part of that love and mercy and grace, he comforts us when we have trouble. But look what else it's supposed to do. He comforts us, others, he comforts us every time we have trouble. So when others have trouble. We can comfort them with the same comfort God gives us. Once we have had trouble, knowing how God comforted us, we are better prepared to help somebody else when they have trouble. Somebody who has suffered with the disease and recovered went through terrible suffering, should hopefully receive comfort not only from God, but from family, brothers and sisters, they are probably one of the best people to provide comfort when somebody else is diagnosed with a disease. They know where you are. And so when I go through something, when I have trouble and I receive comfort, it better prepares me be able to help comfort somebody else. It's all part of bearing one another's burdens. By the way, it's okay not to be fine. It's okay to not have a perfect day going. Because most of us are not fine sometimes. We're not. We only think we are when we're lying either to others or to ourselves. What do you do when that happens? What do you do when you're not okay? When you're not fine? As I say here, don't answer I'm fine. Please don't do that. 
Again, maybe you find some way, don't, don't just flat out lie, find some way for the stranger in the door to say, hanging in there, that's fine, that's all right. Answer that way. When somebody is caring about you, don't lie to them. Don't tell them you're fine when you're not. The reason for that is we are here to love one another and to care because God loves us and cares about us. Deuteronomy 31, 8 and 9. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. It's really hard sometimes, isn't it? Not to be afraid, not to feel dismayed, not to feel, I don't think I can handle this. God is with you. God is with you sometimes because he is with others who love and care about you. But if you hide things are not really okay, that's a, that's a way of really trying. It, it ends up not enabling others to help fulfill the law of Christ and love and care. Look at Psalm 145, 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him. Cry out to God. Take your troubles to God. Pray to God. It's okay be in a hard way. Psalm 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength of very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Picture the worst disaster movie with the best special effects you've ever seen. I don't know, 2012, right? With the earthquakes going on everywhere or whatever it was. The mountains are turning into jelly and are washing out into the ocean. Raise your hands and say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe run away from the jelly. Okay, you know, I, I, I'm not opposed to doing that, but God is our present help in time of trouble. It is okay to not be fine. If there's one message I really want you to remember today, that's it. It's okay. Not to be fine. Please don't tell people you're fine when you're not. Because family needs to know how family is doing and be able to love and care for each other. Jesus in Matthew 11, 28 said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So my question for all of us this morning is, how are you? How are you today? Do you need to come and ask for prayer, or ask for help? That moment will happen in just a minute. When we stand and sing, you can come down front, you can write a card and put it in the wicker basket. We can carry your trouble to God in prayer this morning. How are you today? Not a member of God's family. That's the best first thing to do to start feeling better. How do I become a member of God's family? If I understand who Jesus was, who Jesus is, that he is the Son of God, the Messiah, that he is the one who came and lived and died to pay the price for my sin. That God raised him from the dead and told 
those of us who are still here on the earth, we need to understand that. We need to turn our lives around. It's called repent. We need to quit living for ourselves, turn around and start going back home to God, becoming the kind of people God wants us to be, and that God will forgive our sins, everything in the past we've ever done wrong. If it's Jesus said in Mark 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. On Pentecost, Peter had told people that they had just crucified the Son of God, and they said, what shall we do? And Peter said, repent and let each of you be immersed for the remission of sins. Not something you do. Something that's done to you. And God washes away all memory of anything you've ever done that wasn't right, that was sinful. How are you today? Please think about that as together we stand and sing.